2: This is Sode number 135, the bad audio that was eventually fixed, but for anyone who tried to listen to our Sode early last week, got bad audio, and we apologize for it, but if you want to go back and listen to it, we highly suggest you do, because we had a great conversation about Foursquare and the Tennessee Titans with Sam Phelan, so go back and check out last week's Sode, because the audio was fixed shortly after, but for you early morning listeners, you didn't get it, of Sodes. Nice work, Austin. If you would like to submit a so title for next week, just tweet at us something obscure about the Titans and we'll name the so that and give you credit at on Twitter at TitanUp pod so send us your so titles there and we will name this so after yours we got a great show today our aunt kayla is back again and you're like why why, why is she back already you know did you guys just have her a couple weeks ago yeah we did and you know what we got her back one because we love her to death and two because she was just named new morning show host on 104.5 the zone that's huge that is huge for aunt kayla our family members are just moving on up and we love to see it and so we are going to bring her on to celebrate her but also get to know her 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 Titans takes a little bit because she is uh she she's got some she's got some Titans takes and we're going to hear from her uh here in a bit and then um and then also we you know we're going to talk Titans Colts obviously we're going to talk Titans uh skins football team and AJ Brown <laughs> AJ Brown is back in the news uh with the Titans back in his mouth we're going to break down what he said and get into all of that. Uh, and of course we'll end with Remember the Titan. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from
1: Relax the Back. Relax the back. If you've got a junked up back, your neck's tight, your low back's giving you trouble, you're not getting good sleep, you've got to go see Glenn Word and his Relax the Back team. They've got a variety of chairs that help combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day at work. When you get home from work, you want to sleep well. How do you do that? Well, you sleep on a Technogel or a tempur pillow and mattress to maximize your sleep every night. They've got zero gravity options as well. It feels like you're floating on a cloud. The best part about Relax the Back is that you can test out everything in the store. I'm telling you, you're going to leave that store feeling better than you did when you walked into it. So go check them out. They're at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over by Hillsboro High School um, in Green Hills. If you're unable to get there in person, you don't live in Nashville, you don't want to drive that far, don't worry about it. They can still deliver this great selection that they have to your front door. But you have to visit them online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell him that A to Z Sports sent you.
2: And with that said, let's talk Titan.
1: I hear the train is coming. It's rolling around the bay. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm so What is up,
2: so Flameheads? Welcome red. into the Titan Up Podcast. Today is October 5th, 2022. And I'm just going to say it. None of us like math. We all hate math. In fact, in the in uh, the power ranking of things we hate, it goes Colts number one, math number two. It is, it is, no one likes math, but I am going to forewarn you that I am starting off today's Sode with a simple algebraic equation. Okay, Jack, follow along here. 22 is greater than 28.
1: It doesn't make sense mathematically, but the numbers get thrown out when you're talking about Derrick Henry. The king is back. He's sitting on top of his throne. He's still got the crown. And for those in the NFL who thought that Derrick Henry was too far gone, he wouldn't be able to bounce back from this injury. The Titans ran him to the ground. 900 carries in three years. Blah, blah, blah.
2: Blah, 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 blah.
1: Derrick Henry is exactly who Titans fans thought he was. He is mm-hmm. still that man. Jonathan right. Taylor, he needs to go get – are you a Game of Thrones guy? Derek Henry uh, is Robert Baratheon, and Jonathan Taylor is the guy who brings him his wine. Bring me wine, boy. That's what Derek Henry says to Jonathan Taylor. It's Derek Henry's, it's Derek Henry's world, and Jonathan Taylor is just living in it.
2: With a high ankle sprain. It's nice to see uh, – it's not nice to see anyone get injured, but it's nice – like when a running back does get injured in Lucas Oil Stadium, it's nice to see it not be Derrick Henry. <laughs> um, it I, I thought you were going to go with an older show reference. I thought you were going to say Jonathan Taylor is Jonathan Taylor Thomas in the sense that after his early career success kind of went missing and kind of just like <laughs> fell off the face of the earth. You know, it's like, yeah, he. He had that, you know, he had a movie I'll Be Home for Christmas and it was like, oh, maybe he's going to parlay his early childhood acting career into an an adult acting career. And he did not. So gone are the covers of Teen Beat magazine. Like, it, it's just gone. And I feel like Obviously, he has a high ankle sprain. He's probably going to miss the game against the Broncos on Thursday night. He has, uh, you know, he fumbled, looked very, like the Titans defense, which was a bad rush defense going into this game, completely bottled him up. And that is demoralizing to go up in a game against, like, a guy who, Jonathan Taylor, very notably, uh, looks up to Derrick Henry. And he is, you know, he's always said he's had tremendous respect for him. But to go up in a game against him and completely just poop the bed and uh and on the flip side Derek goes off for a big game which even should have been bigger had it not been for a phantom holding call uh against Traylon burks which was not holding i i it's just it, it's so funny to me that it's like okay i think this like jonathan taylor flash in the pan one hit wonder is starting to be is starting to play itself out and Derek put the nail in that coffin in that game, in my opinion. I Obviously, there's still plenty of season left, yada, yada, yada. But Derek showed everyone, and not that anyone, the nation was not paying attention to this game in the least bit, <laughs> but he showed everyone who was watching just who the king still is.
1: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And it, it's not like a total fall from grace for Jonathan Taylor, and it's not necessarily his fault that people have prematurely anointed him as the chosen one at this position, but you're right. Yeah, they the M- the MVP, the, uh, yeah, the, the
2: best back in the league,
1: the the, 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 or the NFL's Twitter background that they have. Yeah. They're right. Better. Right. Yeah. And they changed like, their bio
2: to, to JT 4 MVP, uh, last season. I remember that. That was yeah. ridiculous.
1: And it's gotta be tough for Taylor because yeah, he, he, you know, this is his third year in the league. He's going up against the guy he looks up to and the guy he looks up to just isn't done yet. Uh, the no. NFL is going to come to find that out. The first couple games were rough. Obviously they're working with a shorthanded offensive line up front, up front. A lot of new guys filling in new roles for that, for that unit. I thought the offensive line played well. I thought for the yeah. second game in a row, they played pretty well. Um, Tannehill relatively clean. And all you heard this off season was how good the Colts defense was going to be. They added Stefan Gilmore. They've got the pass rush. They've got right. all pro Shaquille Darius Leonard.
2: Yeah, um, they, they had him healthy. They had DeForest Buckner help, helpy, uh help, helpy, uh, healthy, uh, and healthy though. Yeah. Not much helpy at all. <laughs> I'll say, uh, also, can we just talk about how the NFL is like, you know, I feel like they tend to, they try to be at least very, uh, environmentally friendly and yet the Colts employ a guy named DeForest. Um, Hmm. Makes hmm. you wonder. Yeah. Look, really I look you know what? I prefer my defensive players to be for the environment, okay? i I prefer more of a Greta Thornburg than a deforest Buckner,
1: and so do the Titans because they signed a guy named Robert Woods, Bobby. That's Tree. right. That's oh. right.
2: And yeah, are doing. I'll, part. I'll say I'll say the the woods got the better got the last laugh over the DeForest. Forest.
1: Mm-hmm. You're right about that. But Jonathan <laughs> Taylor, twenty carries forty two yards. That is pathetic. I mean, Derrick Henry struggled against the Bills, but that's the Bills. The Titans are missing a lot of guys up front.
2: Well, yeah, and and and, and in a game in the against the Bills where they stopped running the ball in the entire second half, yes, yes, pretty much. Yes. I mean, nothing, and he didn't even play the fourth quarter, so
1: nothing was working in that game, and that won't be the last time the Bills embarrass a really good player this season. But Derrick Henry, on the other hand, twenty-two carries, one hundred fourteen yards, one touchdown. I love how they keep involving him in the pass game. Yes, he had a couple drops. But wasn't it funny that not even really funny? It's just this is just Derrick Henry to a T. No matter how good of a day he's having, he drops a pass. What does he do? Goes to the sideline, takes his helmet off, starts starts working his hands again. He's getting passes thrown to him on the sideline. He, he's a perfectionist. That's what makes him so good. That's what's mm-hmm. going to make him so good for so long. So for all those people that wrote him off, he's got a lot more left in the tank.
2: Yeah, I really like how the offense has started to implement him more into the passing game, and it, you know, like the, like his very first big play of the game was a was a pass caught. It was like a little, uh, it wasn't a screen. It was like kind of like a bubble, an out route, uh, or not an out route, but you know, like a like a kind of a bubble, bubble screen type. Um, uh, he
1: likes, route. They, they like using him there. They like just little five yard button yeah. up in the middle of the field, just as Which, a safety valve. I love it.
2: Yeah, that, that Ryan Tannehill catch the catch from the gun, t- turn to his right and just throw it to Derek out, way better than a, a pitch sweep, the you toss, know, a toss exactly. sweep. Yeah, way better. So Todd Downing, down you want to keep using that play? That's great, but no toss sweeps. And there were no toss sweeps on Sunday, which... Two games in a row. Ditch the pitch, dude.
1: Ditch We've got the a pitch. going on. And for as uh, bad as Todd Downing is in the second half, which is god-awful, how about that play to win the game? I mean, where is that? It's like it's like he found a you know an old play from Arthur Smith's playbook. Involved love the Chica aggressiveness. Yes. I love to see Chigga Conquo get involved. He's a he's a, he's an elite athlete, and is, at the tight end position, he's so athletic that he's hard to match up against. If you're an opposing linebacker, you got to continue to use the weapons that you've been provided with, and not just Derrick Henry, not just Robert Woods, not yeah. just Traylon Burks, but a Conklo. Pilliard. Yes. Cooper. You Fill have up. to
2: spread the ball out to make the defense know that they can't zone in on just one guy. And that's the way the offense was set up in the last few years. When you had AJ Brown, when you had a Julio Jones, because they, they knew they couldn't zone in on just one guy because the other guy, they would leave someone wide open. So, and right now there's no names on this Titans offense outside of Derrick Henry. So you can't, you have to spread the ball out. You have to get other guys involved, not just for their confidence sake, but for the scheme sake of, of when you playing to teams moving forward, they know, okay, well, well, heck we can't, we can't take this guy out of the offense because then they'll just go to Hilliard. Then they'll just go to Chig. Then they'll, you know, they'll go to Austin Hooper. They'll go to whoever it may be. That's, that's, that's the way you have to approach it. And one, one play that I loved that we we probably all would be hating on if it didn't work. And that's probably the only reason why I loved it. But was the uh third and one, third and two, I think I want to say the toss sweep to Traylon Burks, who was who was running in motion, it was kind of like a jet sweep, uh a like a jet literal sweep, because they he literally uh like Ryan Tannehill turned around and Derek Henry was his lead blocker. And handed it to or, or tossed it to Traylon Burks. Got the first down. I love getting Traylon ball the ball in new ways, and that's what they did on that play, and it worked. But however, if it didn't work, everyone would be calling for Todd Downing's head again. Like <laughs> everyone would be absolutely crushing him. But it did work, so you got to give flowers for their. I, I doing.
1: agree, but I do think that people and you're right. Todd Downing is on his last strike. He's probably past that. For oh, a lot yeah, of fans. yeah, he's
2: been fouling off pitches since week one. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but Chigakonkwo's end rounds are a lot different than Traylon Burke's end rounds. Yeah, I mean, just you saw the way Kendall Bryles liked to use him in Arkansas. It's, yeah, he's a dynamic receiver who, yes, he's big and strong and physical, and after the catch, he's a monster, but he also spent a lot of the time working out of the slot in college. Yeah, so I, I, I like that Todd Downing is putting him there, and this is a position that Robert Woods is comfortable in as well. You saw how the Rams used him. They like to bring him around yeah. and everything. Right,
2: like right. And, and that's one thing, at least in Traylon's game, that we haven't had a chance to see yet In with when he gets the ball, is the yards after the catch, the, what he can do after the... Because most of the passes that he's caught, it's, you know, he yeah, he, he's had yak yards, but it's we haven't been able to see him get into space very much. And see what he can do with his feet, see what he can do with like uh with a defender one on one. And so I like the creativity of finding new ways to get him the ball. Now, I say that in a week where he goes down with turf toe. Let's talk and about that. He is he is hurt and it's looking like uh, look hallelujah, praise the lucky stars when you go to church <laughs> this next Sunday. Thank the Lord. Uh thank your you know, I put in some prayer requests that uh you are appreciative that it is only turf toe when it comes to Traylon Burks. It How, what that injury was, it was only turf toe. I was thinking the dude broke his foot the way he was down on the turf, the way he was limping around on the player two prior to going down on the turf. Jack, I thought this was much worse than just turf toe. And and turf toe can be bad, yes. Turf toe can be pretty bad and it can sideline you for a long time. It can hamper, it can end guys' careers and it has before.
1: Deion Sanders. But,
2: I but turf toe, I'd much rather be turf toe than like a broken ankle or something right. like that.
1: And and for him to hop like literally just hop on one foot trying to run her out the next play. I was I was so upset that they didn't see that and pull him because yeah. that, it could have gotten worse if it was something like that. But turf I, toe is turf toe.
2: I and- remember seeing him walk from the huddle to his position in the slot, and I was like, Oh, he is he is hurt. He is hurt bad. And then sure enough, the very next, after the next play, he's on the turf. And I'm like, well, that's, that's it that we're done seeing uh, trailing this, this season.
1: If there's any positives about this situation, which there aren't many because you want your first round pick out there as much as you can, especially in an offense without a lot of talented weapons, David Chow pro football doc, who yes, he was fired for being a drunk idiot when he worked for the San Diego chargers and, you know, writing a, a million prescriptions that he shouldn't have written, uh, he is—he is <laughs> er, he, he's totally not the guy you want to hire to be a doctor. That being yeah. said, he has enough experience in the field where people trust him. He's able to to diagnose injuries before the official word comes out on Twitter. He said that this should be somewhere around the three week mark for Traylon Burks before he's back out there. Keep- Titans have a bye week after the Commanders. They're not going to really—I I mean, let's just knock on wood here. Hopefully they're not without him very long because they're going to need him. And the good news is that Robert Woods has kind of really unlocked himself in this Titans offense. So he can hopefully carry the load while Traylon Burks misses time. But this does suck. And it seems like the Titans can never go to Indianapolis without a guy getting hurt.
2: Can we go back to that preface real quick that you gave? It's like a uh, pro football doc. Yes. Like I trust Gene Simmons saying, trust me, I'm a doctor in the old Dr. Pepper commercials more than I trust pro football doc. But he did say this.
1: <laughs> he was a doctor at one point. Right. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, obviously you guys know how I, how I feel about David Chow as kind of more of a person. He's a sleazeball slime bag, but he does know what he's talking about, <laughs> medically, I, so. I
2: Yeah, I, he's a sleazeball. He's the absolute worst. He's he's a terrible human being. But he did say something positive about the Titans. Uh, future outlook. Uh, so I, so I am him. gonna. So I am gonna trust him here. <laughs> I don't trust him anywhere else. But if he says something positive about Titans, then yeah, I'm gonna trust him. Yeah. Uh, so, Jack, I don't know if you know or not. I was at the Titans Colts game on
1: Sunday. I was I, in
2: you attendance. You were
1: thinking about it, and I'm yeah. proud of you for going because you don't get to see those Titans a whole lot in Chicago. I
2: dude, it was my first game, my first Titans game in person since Wembley Stadium in 2018. Jack, I. I guess I can. O- I only see this team play when they're on the road. Every didn't four you years. go
1: to didn't you go to Atlanta though and see see AJ Brown's debut?
2: I did. Oh, that was two. That was 2019, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I thought that was your. So that's your last. Yeah, so
2: that last. was my last game. Thank look, you. Look at th- me
1: knowing these things. I, mean, yeah, I know
2: that uh, you know me. You know today. my Titans fandom better than I know my own. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you're right. So so Mercedes Benz in 2019. I don't. I only go to away games. I I haven't been to Nissan Stadium in probably 10 years and it's eating away at me. It is killing me inside. I want to go back to that lousy cookie cutter stadium so bad. (laughs) And I want I want to see them in because I want to be around other Titans fans. Now, with that said, there were a lot of Titans fans in attendance on Sunday, which was great. And it was awesome to see. Uh, I had a ton of fun. Shout out to Titans Don for uh, hooking me up with a ticket. Uh, I sat next to him and his nephew. That was great. Um, And I just spontaneously drove down there uh, and went for the day. Got some Waffle House on my way back because that's the closest Waffle House where I'm living here in Chicago. So it was like it was just like the perfect day. It was it was awesome. And the Titans won, which was also awesome.
1: Did you make sure to stay away from car washes owned by Marvin Harrison?
2: I you know what? I was in dire need of a car wash after the drive down. You know, obviously the bugs on the windshield. And I said, "Mm, you know what? I'll get one back in Chicago. Maybe the next
1: city over. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Mm, right. (laughs) Like, I, you know what? I'd, I'd rather drive to Compton to get a car wash than actually get one here in Indianapolis. But no, it was it was it was great. The only thing I will say. Oh, oh well, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. OK, you know how much I hate the Colts. The only positive thing I will say about the Indianapolis Colts, and I like the city of Indianapolis. I grew up a Pacers fan. I used to go to the Indianapolis 500 all the time. I am a a fan of the city of Indianapolis. I think it is a hidden gem in the Midwest. It's a great city. It's a lot of fun. I spent a lot of time there. My first time to Lucas Oil Stadium, I hate the Colts. hate them with every fiber of my being. As you should but that stadium is one of the coolest stadiums I've ever been to. I just have to say it. I, this is a safe place. Please do not judge me for this. Okay. It's not like I'm saying Todd Downing needs to be promoted to head coach. <laughs> I am saying that, that they have a great stadium and walking into that thing. First of all, I was blown away by the size, by the magnitude of it, by the cleanliness and just like how well designed it was. It was very cool. Had a very cool feeling to it. It, that stadium I saw firsthand it's like oh so this is how you get Super Bowls. This is how it's done. And if Nashville could get something anything even remotely close to Lucas Oil, they will be hosting Super Bowls because that that building is is perfect. I got to see the 2014 AFC finalist banner hanging from the rafters. That was my first time seeing that in person. That was awesome oh. because it, it 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 was like an internet meme come to life you know like it was it was i i could not stop laughing at it and every time any like they would get a first down i would just look up to that to remind me how much the cults suck and um and then yeah and it was it was great the only thing i will say the only down part of that stadium the shadows shadows the roof was open and the shadows were bad jack they were oh, I hate- awful I hate a shadows game.
1: I was ready for a Tannehill pick and I was going to blame the shadows. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tannehill can't do anything about the shadows.
2: Credit Tannehill for not throwing. I, in fact, I would have given him, I would have given him two, two interceptions. I would have allowed him to throw two interceptions, blame free because of how bad those shadows are. And I, I just, I, I, Lucas Oil is right up there underneath Paul Brown Stadium or whatever they're calling it now in Cincinnati as the worst shadow stadium in in football.
1: It's definitely terrible. And Matt Ryan is terrible as well. His pick came I thought Tier Tart made a fabulous play on that tipped ball that he he tipped to himself. Tier Tart. I, I that there. that's a
2: dude who's stepping up right now.
1: You got to have him step up too. You need these guys to step up with without Landry with no Dupree, I mean Danico Autry in a, in another revenge game. He always yes. falls out against the Colts.
2: You think but, they? Do you think they regretted not
1: re-signing him? Oh my god! Like I know that he's older and on the wrong side of thirty, but the dude is a beast. I mean, when he mm. turns it on, it, 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 you can't stop him. Next to Jeff Simmons, too. That that's just a dynamic duo on the inside. The Titans have a chance to still be one of the more disruptive defenses in the league with all that's going on in the secondary without their best players on defense with linebackers that show up on the injury report every week. Yeah. It's really, really impressive. Austin. I just wish that the offense could back them up in the second half. That's yes. All.
2: And I, yes. And, and, and to your point about the pass rush, the pass rush does tend to take a hit though, whenever Bud Dupree goes out Uh, and he left on Sunday for a little bit with, again, I guess that hip injury is still, Nagging always him. Something. it's always something I know and uh, which sucks because it is it's like night and day difference when he is in the game versus when he is not in the game the The pass rush is 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 entirely more it, it's more of a burden on opposing offenses yeah, when and, and
1: he, he was a part of the sack fumble that Autry yeah involved in as well so right.
2: Right. So it's like if we can find a way to just keep Bud Dupree healthy and on the field, this pass rush will be as as dynamic as I think we believe it can be. With that said, it was still good. It was still good on Sunday, but it, it can be it was so much better. It was noticeably different uh when Bud went out. But to your point about the offense, and look, I know this is this is the talk of the week. Every week it's a new there's a new main character or there's a new main topic that we have to rag on. And it's the first half versus the second half. First half, they, they look incredible. Aside from Ryan Tannehill's final play of the half where he... he
1: that was bad clock. That, it,
2: it was bad, yes. It was very bad. That was his only mistake of the entire game. You're right. Uh, his only mistake.
1: And I'll say this. The Titans, that they still have a bunch of issues on offense. That being said, I think it's easier to fix these issues after a win than a loss. Yes. Because right, sometimes and those things can double in size after you know you know you don't come away with a win, especially in that situation. Uh, for the Colts to lose that game, they're now o two and one in the division. They're yeah. not they're not holding any tiebreakers over anybody in this thing, right? So and, and the Titans face
2: different. them again in 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 two more weeks uh, right after the after Commanders and bye week. They they have them again, so it's another another huge matchup with them. And things are going, things are not going well in Indy. Uh, I I heard multiple fire Frank chants. It's maybe actually it's funny. I, I heard a fire Frank chant, a $10. fire $10. Frank chant went out. And uh, on the very next play, the Colts scored a touchdown. So maybe that was their way of lighting a fire <laughs> under them. Maybe they were like, let's light a fire under Frank. Maybe that's what they were chanting. I just heard them wrong, but they, uh, but it, it clearly worked. And then, um, but Jack, I, I feel like, again, and I, I kind of said this last week, but it is becoming, it's becoming more of an issue. It's becoming more of a problem because it's, it's now four, four weeks. I mean, if minus the touchdown scored against the giants in the second half in week one, it's now four weeks where they're not scoring anything in the second half. Um, I kind of throw the bills game away. That's a, that's like, that was a burn the tape game. I don't, yes. I don't Ooh. reference it. I don't, I, I take that out of the equation, but Raiders and Colts, now that's now two straight weeks not scoring a point in second half however with that said they've that's also two straight weeks where they've played flawless enough so flawless in fact in the first half where it sustained them for the entire game that's not a recipe for success that's not anything you want but if you're going to chastise them for being so bad in the second half you also have to give them their props for being so damn good in the first half.
1: Sure. But you also, I, I just, I worry about this long-term because you're for the Titans to put teams away. They have to play well in the second half. They're not yes. always to be up two scores at halftime.
2: You're so right. You're right. And, and it is, it is. And it's funny because literally this is the, the exact flip of, of what we saw last year, last year, this team struggled in the first quarter. Yeah. Not just the first drive, but first quarter, first half of games, they struggled. They, they did not put up a lot of points and, and then they would, they would fight back in the second half this year. It's the exact opposite. They somehow flipped it where they're, they're amazing in the first half and they're, they're not putting things together. Will, do I think this is going to last the entire season? No. Do I think there's something inherently wrong with this team? No, I think it's just, I I just think it's been a, a string of of bad luck, maybe playing a little bit conservative, but that's something that can easily be fixed. I think it's, I, I think this team is going to get over that hump of not being able to score in the second half. I don't think it's like a, you know, it's not like an STD that is <laughs> is with you for the rest of your life.
1: Well, okay? it, is, like, it is a little like herpes, though, in that it's going to keep flaring up, but it, it's not going to yes. be there all the time. This but when is, it is there, it's bad. Their
2: inability to score is more herpes than chlamydia. Okay. It's not always there. It it will just occasionally flare up. And sure.
1: Now you don't it's tough
2: to it's tough to look at you don't want you know,
1: herpes. You don't want no. AIDS, but at least this herpes case isn't AIDS, where it's always there. This herpes AIDS,
2: is- where did AIDS come? Where, where, how did AIDS get thrown into well, the picture? AIDS
1: is, AIDS is forever.
2: AIDS is deadly, though. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's forever until you know, but (laughs) herpes, herpes does flare up, and I learned this in my sexual education class.
2: You learned this in college when you when you got herpes for the first time, right?
1: No way. Yeah, no, we know Jack. I didn't go go to LSU, man.
2: Yeah, sure. (laughs) Right, hotty totty, gosh almighty, Uh, (laughs) Jack. uh, All right, so, but real quick before we we got to get on on to Kayla Anderson, but before we do. We got to talk about the man of the hour, the man who seemingly talks more about the Titans than we do. And and Jack and I host a Titans podcast every week. Okay, how this is the case, I don't know. But Mr. A.J. Brown, remember him? Arthur Juan Brown. Uh, I saw a lot of A.J. Brown jerseys at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday and they were not Eagles jerseys. Yeah, they still are. I mean, it looks fans
1: he, that are wearing AJ Brown jerseys. What if it's the, the, the only jersey
2: doing? you own, I get it. It's
1: no, the only... I would rather I would rather go shirtless than wear that.
2: I also saw a Jay Brown. Are you as offended to that one?
1: No uh, Jayon no, Brown. Jayon, jersey. Look, Jay just he had an injury riddled tenure with the type. The, it, he didn't go out on bad terms. And he left and I, and, on him against the Raiders.
2: All right. Well, how do you feel about this one? I saw a Marcus Mariota basketball jersey. That's it was fire. a, I like a it. Marcus Mariota Titans basketball jersey. It was the, the weirdest thing I've ever seen.
1: Kind of as well. You can't take with yeah. Arthur Smith. He's Look, too people
2: good. are people are asking. People are asking one thing. I, I And re, as you brought up Arthur Smith, they had a drive on Sunday. The Falcons where they ran the ball, I believe, on 10 straight plays. The entire drive was run plays. And they marched right down the field and scored. Every run was like six, five, nine, fourteen. 14. Like they're just the, they were, they were running it down the Browns throats and they just kept running it and they have ultimately scored. And look, I, I don't mean to, to kick a man while he's down. Cause obviously we all know how we feel about Todd, uh, Todd Downing, but I just thought that that makes me think back to Todd Downing. And, and it's not just a Todd Downing issue. This is a, this is an issue with many offensive play callers in the NFL. But Arthur Smith saw what was working on that drive and kept doing it, kept going back to the well, kept just running the ball. He said, hey, until they stop us, we're just going to keep running the ball. And they did, and they mar- ran the ball right down the field. It's- Todd Downing Todd Downing, and many other offensive coordinators I don't think would do that. I don't think he would. I think he would run the ball, run the ball, and then feel like he has to mix in a pass. Feel like he had, even if you're finding success, With running the football, I think he would feel like, oh, I have to, I have to mix in a pass play, either one for the questions I'm going to receive, and after the game, people will ask me, hey, why didn't you throw the ball in that drive? Or two, because he just feels like he has to, like schematically, you have to mix up the run and the pass. You don't. If something's working, stick with it. And I, I just respect that about Arthur Smith, and I think that's what makes him so good of an offensive play call about this
1: austin the falcons rank eighth in the nfl in scoring offense with what little weapons arthur smith has to work with and i don't want to i mean daryl
2: patterson is their is their running back
1: for crying out loud but the titans rank 22nd averaging 18.8 points per game with a whole lot more to work with than what arthur smith has in atlanta there's no question nobody's debating whether or not Todd Downing is as good as Arthur Smith or vice versa, Arthur Smith is clearly superior. Yeah, but I I, I do wish that Todd Downing would kind of take a look at, take a look at what's going down there in Atlanta and maybe put in a phone call. I mean, you don't play the Falcons this year,
2: right? Right. He used to work with Arthur. You know, yeah. like it, I, he, I mean, he, at he very at least, tight
1: ends coach that was promoted to offensive coordinator. It's the same path, same journeys. Yeah, but it, it's just it is frustrating in that sense that that Arthur Smith is the one that got away, but it was for a head coaching job. So you can't do anything about that.
2: It It's just funny. Yeah. Both tight ends coaches promoted to offensive coordinators. It's just funny. You can tell which one does not have the family roots tied in FedEx because one of them definitely does not deliver.
1: He is literally the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, okay. So, but we, we were talking about AJ Brown, AJ Brown s- is still talking about the Titans. Uh, my man, my man, loves to talk about the Titans. He's like, a. it's weird. It's like, he's, he cannot take the Titans name out of his mouth. And he was a guest on the crew NYC, which I'm, I believe is a podcast. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't really care to do too much digging into it, but he said, um, on the crew, um, NYC. Yeah. Which, it, yeah, it is. It is a, uh, it is an Apple podcast, uh, he says, uh, and I quote, I got a lot of respect for Vrabel, but he's the Belichick way. Everything is lock in. No fun over there. We're going to get the job done. But over here, head coach Nick Sirianni is just letting us have fun, do what we do, let us express our personality, and I think that's
1: huge. Okay. A.J. Brown was not held back. The only thing that the Titans did to AJ Brown in suppressing his personality, if he wants to call it that was tell him maybe not to go on Instagram live right after you come out of a surgery, like AJ, AJ Brown wasn't locked in an electrical closet. Like Mike Leach did to one of his players at Texas tech. He was
2: Craig not- James, Craig James's son, people don't forget.
1: <laughs> like the Titans weren't hiding AJ Brown away. They were letting AJ Brown be AJ Brown. And it, it his, his comments, what what did he say about Vrabel? Lock in and get the job done? Oh, my God. Yeah. What a terrible way to coach in the NFL where wins are not easy to come by. And, yeah. look, sure, it's, it's all flowers, rainbows, and candy up in Philadelphia right now. But their best win is over the Minnesota Vikings. Like, they haven't really played anybody. The, the Lions almost came back on them. The Jaguars, if they didn't fumble five times, probably win that football game. I'm not impressed – by the by, by, the teams that they've beaten now they've looked good in in doing so, and their defense is strong. Hertz is playing well. They've got a great running game. AJ Brown's had some big games as well. But let's not act like the Titans are you know the evil team in the NFL for not letting right. AJ Brown be himself. Right. He was very much allowed to do whatever he really wanted when he was with the Titans.
2: Yeah, and and it's it's just it's literally two different companies running their business in two separately different ways. It's AJ Brown was a rookie, uh, obviously with, with the Titans. He came up through the Titans system. It was all he knew for, you know, the first, what, three years of his career. Then he goes to Philadelphia and he gets to look at another company. And I, I view it a lot, obviously, like I came up through radio. So I've worked at a lot of different radio stations around the country and every radio station is entirely different. It is, you know, some people do things this way. Other people do things this way. Some management was really strict. Some management is really loose. And it's when you get that new job, you start looking at the positives of what, what you like better about this new job than what you had at your old job. And that is exactly what's going on here. Is it, and, and things are going well for the Eagles right now. Things are going extremely well for the Eagles. Obviously, Titans have had a, a rougher start to the season than we've expected. Things are starting to get better now, but the the Eagles get are hot. So A.J. Brown's feeling himself. A.J. Brown's feeling this new scheme.
1: He's allowed to be happy over there. I mean, exactly. Is, yeah, yeah I mean, look. Being 4-0 is fun. I mean, all the best.
2: Right, but to say that, like, everything is no fun over here, you know, you know, what's fun is winning and the Titans have done a lot of that. In fact, more of that than the Eagles have in the, in the previous seasons. All right. So to say it's no fun over there is, I I think, I feel like it's revisionist history a little bit in like AJ basically saying, yeah, it's not fun. He's comparing to what it is now. And I'm sure he's having a blast in Philadelphia right now because they're winning, but if Philadelphia starts to slump it's a long season all right teams start off teams start off
1: their way through there's 17 games in this this right
2: teams start off 4-0 and all the time Jalen Hurts is I mean I think we have a better sample size of Jalen Hurts being bad than we have do of him being good so I that could very easily revert back to things if things start going poorly in Philadelphia if the Cowboys somehow sneak up on the Eagles and win the division I don't think you're going to be getting a lot of these quotes from AJ Brown. I think I think it's it, it, you know it's the true colors, and I think Titans fans have always kind of had this take. It's like, oh, you think Titans fans were bad? Just wait till Philadelphia fans. Oh, Things yeah. are going great right now in Philadelphia, so the fans are probably great. It's a great it's, a great, it's a great sports they fan
1: losing the first round of the playoffs again. You know, exactly. I mean, seriously, like they and they may end up getting a bye. The NFC is so weak. What I really liked is Robert Woods commented on this.
2: Oh, and, right. Right.
1: And that, what Robert Woods said, I mean, that just speaks to how strong the culture is here. Robert and, Wood, and Robert,
2: Robert Woods is a more traveled receiver than AJ Brown. He, he's he's been super like bowl twice change. as many stops at, at, with other teams than AJ Brown has.
1: And, and he's got a super bowl under his belt. So he knows what winning looks like in this league. Now AJ Brown does too, because he played with the Titans, and the Titans had some success when, when he was here. I mean, you know, you you secure the number one seed in the AFC last year. He was part of an AFC championship game run. It's not like he hasn't seen winning. But Robert Woods has seen it on the highest level. And this is what Robert Woods said when responding to A.J. Brown's comments about the Titans being no fun. Robert Woods said, quote, Every coach and team has their own style and philosophy. Tennessee, it is serious. You want guys that want to win and take it serious. The Titans." Put in work, Monday through Saturday. They put in absolute, I mean, absolutely grinding work out there. Rabel, from like like AJ Brown said, the Bill Belichick way. That's that's you got to be very mentally engaged, physically as well. And and and
2: and like, what's wrong with the Bill Belichick way? You know, like it's like we say totally that like, that, like it's a negative thing. Time. Yeah, he's got six Super Bowl rings. Okay, like I I'm if I want. Belichick's way I'd much rather Belichick coach or I'm sorry Vrabel coach the Belichick way than the Nick Sirianni way
1: oh my god Nick Sirianni like it wasn't that long ago that his introductory press conference went about as poorly as it could have (laughs) and what I liked about Robert Woods though is that he he's not running from this work that AJ Brown speaks so negatively upon like the Titans are working Monday through Saturday sometimes Tuesday through Sunday and Sundays are what's fun for teams who work hard during the week. Sundays is where you have a lot of fun beating the hell out of opponents. And that's what the Titans have done in the past, you know, five plus seasons. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: look, AJ Brown, I'm, uh, I think I speak for a lot of people who are maybe more unwilling to admit this, but I care about AJ Brown still. I do. And I think that's okay. Like, I, I, I don't want him to do well in Philadelphia. I don't want the Eagles to do well because I'm upset with how it ended in Tennessee. And I'm upset that AJ Brown, who, by the way, I mean, I I w- was a huge fan of in college at Ole Miss. And, that, and then he ha- happens to be drafted by my favorite team. <laughs> I, I I bought in on AJ Brown will be the savior of the Titans. I mean, at wide receiver where they right. struggled to find an answer.
2: For we all The did, entirety yes. of
1: the franchise. But mm-hmm. I fell for that. I I, I I took the bait. AJ Brown leaves. Of course I'm bitter. I'm not. I'm not over AJ Brown, and I don't think a lot of Titans fans are. And there, there are people listening to this and say, "Why do you still care about him? He's not a Titan."
2: AJ a. Brown was the girl you care about. AJ Brown was the girl you thought you were going to marry, and she broke your heart. Yeah, she. You know, it's not a- anything AJ Brown did, but you know what I'm saying. Like you know where I'm going. Like you, you had you, you envisioned an entire lifetime together, and before you know it, she was out the door that's that's hard that's hard to get over emotionally and it's the same way you feel in 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 real life however i think this for me jack i'm coming at this with an entirely different approach i'm done with aj brown i am so
1: yeah but we say here we are talking about him again
2: we're we're talking about him sure because we have to talk about him i mean we're talking about it because he's talking he brought up the titans so obviously we have to bring this up we have to talk about it and I am just it, it is I think this is the quote. This is the quote. This is the straw that broke the camel's back for me because I am so far done with AJ Brown. It used to be man he's being annoying but I miss him so much. It used to be man, I his talent outweighs all the off the field drama with the uh, flirting with playing with the Padres in the offseason, You know like and like apparently with recent reports he was actually he actually had a phone call with the Padres last off season before he was traded. So like that was, that had more legs. There's just always something surrounding AJ Brown and he's constantly tweeting and then deleting said tweets. And then it's like, I'm just to the point now I'm done with this dude. He's not coming back to the Titans. And frankly, I don't think I want him back. He had, look, would his talent tremendously help this offense? A thousand percent. Yes. But I don't want everything that comes with it. And right now, Everything else is coming with it. And you're not getting a whole lot of negative press right now because the Eagles are winning. But when the Eagles stop winning, when, when they struggle, when they go through times are up, I don't want someone like that on a team that I'm pulling for, regardless of his talent. He's literally the second coming of uh, Terrell Owens, it, where he's tremendous on the field. But you got to deal with everything that comes with it. And to me, it's not worth it. I don't, I, he, I'm just done. I'm done with AJ Brown. I'm, I'm, I actually am actively rooting against him even Full harder lot. than I was before, because I am this guy. It like, he cannot shut up about the Titans. He can't let a spade be spade A bygones, speak bygones. He can't even say bye to the Titans. Like I, that is, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just done with AJ Brown. And I think this is the, this is it. This is, I'm like, yeah, I don't even wish he was still on this year's team up until this point. I did uh, admittedly. So. But now, moving forward, uh-uh. I when I hear A.J. Brown's name, I hope that he, you know, falls in a well and is stuck there for a few days. <laughs> still has, like, bugs and stuff to eat, you know, to keep but, him alive and but healthy. Just like but just
1: you saying that, like, you still care. I mean, they, everyone cares. Like, whether, whether you are indifferent on his success in Philly or not, like, there's a part of you that will always care about A.J. Brown because Traylon Burks will always be compared to A.J. Brown whether that's fair. No, or not, I'm, not I'm not fair. doing
2: it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad AJ Brown is gone because I, I do not want this dude, this like freaking, I just like always running his mouth. He is literally, back in the 90s and early 2000s, there was always this stigma about wide receivers that they're all divas. He is like single-handedly bringing that whole stigma back where it is. He's just a diva. He's a diva. Sure, he's good. He's talented. He's, he's, he's probably one of the best wide receivers in the sport. But he, like, it's just, it's so much, it's so much added stuff to it. And we see guys like Antonio Brown and how well, like that, like things are going with him right now. Like not well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, so I just, I I don't want someone like that. Like, I, I don't want an Antonio Brown. I don't, and I'm not saying AJ Brown's as bad as Antonio Brown, but if he continues down the path, you know, we're only in year three of AJ Brown. I just, I don't want it. I don't want, I'm ready to move on. And let's, let's look. He's in the rearview mirror. Let's move on with what we got. And let's frigging, let's, let's, let's win and show him that this uh, lock in no fun l- team is, can, is actually having more fun by producing success.
1: Yeah. It, this may not be the year for, for comparisons, honestly, in that sense <laughs> because they're, they're playing well. The Titans have some issues. They're they playing,
2: are playing well and they'll meet up. They'll meet up in December. You yeah. know, when yeah. things, when things get colder and it's, and look, they get much colder in Philly. I let's see, let's see how this plays That's out. I a
1: game like, like how, how Jonathan Taylor went into the Derrick Henry game, like this past week. It's be a game where the Titans have some extra motivation there as well. So oh, we'll see sure. how that handles We'll see how that plays out. But it's it, it's gonna make for a hell of a some some great TV, and I I really can't wait for it. You know who else I can't wait for?
2: Oh yeah. Speaking of TV, Miss Kayla Anderson TV. That's exactly. Right. On Twitter and Instagram. Before before we get to her, I do have to mention Taylor lewan is back on Twitter. Uh, started last week, and Jack, so- I think. We won our bet, right?
1: Credit to the Titan Up podcast for nailing I think
2: we one. said before week five, right? I think week five was like the over-under <laughs> was when Taylor Lewan would be back in, on, on Twitter. So yeah, see, I
1: mean, we, he didn't even have to steal tweets out. Yeah, we, ha- we, we drilled that one. Good work on our part there. Yeah. As we uh, remain undefeated in our predictions.
2: That we well, well, yeah, we mid, did miss two, two wins, but we are we are still on course to go 15 and two and only missed two uh, th- for our season predictions, uh, at least when it came to the schedule. Let's get first, before we get to Kayla Anderson, let's get a word from Bet MGM.
1: Bet MGM, the king of sports books, guys. New users, this is a great promotion for you guys to take advantage of. If you don't have Bet MGM, if you're part of another sports book and maybe you don't like it, maybe it's too complicated. Uh, you know, things are too hard to find on that. Well, the selection is unbeatable on BetMGM, and they're offering a risk free bet up to $1,000 for new users upon your deposit if you plug in that code A to Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports for a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. This week's got plenty of games. just want to take the Titans minus two and a half. Go ahead and use that risk-free bet on that game against the Commanders. But always remember to visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable. Free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Redlands at 800-889-9789.
2: And now I just got the cells I got this whole punch in
0: my cup. Night just getting started. I'm already doing too much. Reach down in my pocket, my wallet missing, but tighten up. Party all on the roof.
2: Alright, we had to go back to the well for this one. Had to go to one of our favorite guests, our favorite aunts uh in the whole world. Emmy winning sport anchor. Formerly of WKRN News Channel Two, she she's our she's everyone's favorite Wazoo grad, Woo! and um, you can find her. This is the thing I needed to talk to her about. In fact, this is actually the first question I'm gonna be. It's Kayla Anderson, our our aunt Kayla. We're so happy to have her back because she was just announced as the uh co-host of. I, I want to get this name right. Is it Ramon, Will, and Kayla, or I, I think Kayla? It should be Kayla, Will, Ramon. <laughs> Is it? What, it's what's Ramone, the order there?
0: Kayla, Will,
2: Ra- Ramon, Kayla, Will. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, the I your you can find her on both Instagram and Twitter at Kayla Anderson TV. Now, mm-hmm. Kayla. Are, not are, are, that. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Don't change it. Cause then you lose your blue check marks and everything. You got to yeah. keep it TV, but it, it will be confusing for people in the bit now that you're you're full-blown radio.
0: Yeah. And see, that's the thing. When you follow me, if you choose to follow me at any point in my career, and it's been a long journey, uh, you're gonna understand one thing about me. I'm a chameleon, I like change, I like challenges. I'm never afraid of a challenge. And so as if I kept on changing my Twitter handles and yeah. all that status, you wouldn't be able to keep up with anything I was doing. So I'm just going to keep it because, um, yes, I am going to radio Mondays through Fridays full time, uh, which is super, super exciting. But I'll still be doing freelance television. I actually will be doing some stuff for news too. And then hopefully some sideline stuff throughout the season um, on some other um, entities. So Okay.
2: Yeah. Now, uh, and I, are you ready to wake up? at the butt crack of dawn. Cause as a, as a morning radio guy myself, it's man, I I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy, but (laughs) are you, are you ready as the alarm clock set? Cause you start uh, uh, tomorrow morning Uh, on the day this podcast drops, you will have started already. So are you, are you ready?
0: So fun fact, uh, ever since I was a little girl, I've been this like morning person, And when I talk about being a morning person, obviously that's not waking up at four in the morning, but it's usually (laughs) being wide awake and ready to go at 6 a.m. doing my workouts, doing whatever it is. Um, On top of it, my husband gets up at four in the morning. So for the past year, he has woken me up at four in the morning, and usually I can't even get back to sleep. So I guess that was a precursor of what is to come now, and it pretty much helped prepare me. But guess what, y'all? guess what the biggest part of waking up is we just got a new coffee maker automatic.
2: Oh, that's huge. That's Good huge. time. Yeah. 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 Give it up. Give it up for the coffee maker. That's that is, that gives you reason that like makes you want to wake up. Like it makes yes. you like want to get out of bed to like try the new coffee maker. So that will, that buys you at least the first three weeks of the new morning show. Then right. it'll be like, yeah, I don't want to wake up anymore. <laughs>
0: Then it'll be like, all right, I'm gonna put my hair up in a bun every single time. I'm not. I'm gonna roll out of bed. You're exactly right,
1: Kayla. How's the first day of work for you gonna go? Are you gonna Are you gonna kind of play it cool? You know, just, just okay. You know, Titans won, good win on to next week. Are you gonna come in there calling for jobs? The second half was terrible. Todd Downing, what's going on? Now that I
2: am employed,
0: Todd Downing needs
2: to be unemployed. Like that's yeah.
0: And you know that's the interesting part about radio because we were talking about this right before we started um, recording on the show, and just it's such a it's such more more time and more of a platform to speak your mind to really you know share some of your thoughts and opinions that you don't get to necessarily do. Um, in local news, in local TV, because there's just not the time for it, and it is right. a little bit more reserved in a lot of ways of what you can say, what you know, you have time to say. But in in sports talk radio, like we have four hours in the morning, and believe me, if anybody has opinions, I've got opinions. Um, now it's finding a happy medium of like how to share those opinions because being the official of the Titans, you know, um, station you don't want to go out there and, and blast everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think there's always a great way of like giving your honest opinions on things and doing it respectively. And that's what I can promise to always bring is I'm never going to shy back, but I'm never going to do it disrespectfully because, uh, that's just never how I've been as a reporter, as a journalist at all. I've always been someone to, to see both sides.
2: In When you were in TV, how often would you, uh, fake laugh during uh during a show like you know like like because because the banter between you know anchors and and reporters and all of that i feel like you know i feel like it's at least at least once or twice a show like a a newscast right
0: especially so on our sports shows like when we were when we do the sports extra show that's the 30-minute show on like a sunday that's you're usually doing that with your sports people, people that get you people who, you know, you joke around within the sports office. So that kind of laughter is usually like, for real, it's, uh-huh. it's pretty genuine. But when you're in a newscast, and you're with news people, and nothing against news people. But yeah, there's a lot of that, like, at the end of the show, when you're like, all right, yeah, and thanks for that. And you're just like, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, it's like the <laughs>
2: fake talking. You yeah, know, like the they're doing like late right. late night talk shows, like when they're going to commercial, they're like,
0: exactly, exactly. Like you'll have twenty seconds because the producer accidentally timed it wrong. And I, I have had times where the other two anchors they don't they kind of just stand there, and so I turn to him and I'm like, so what did you think about the game last? You know, just yeah, like,
2: right, right, <laughs> some right.
0: Sort of reaction to MSO without us all sitting here going as yeah. it zooms out on us.
2: Well, that's the, I'm glad you have the experience with the fake laughter because you're going to need it, uh, working with Ramon Foster every morning. So just be prepared to use,
0: <laughs> you know, the one thing about Ramon, I'll tell you, and thank goodness. I got to fill in at, at 1045 several times in the morning to, to kind of learn the personalities. And, and I love all the guys on the morning show. I I'm always straight up with Ramon and, and I'll, I'll be cutthroat sometimes if I don't think something's funny or I think you're, you know, I'll call you out. Yeah. He knows that. <laughs> He knows. Just that. and well,
2: and here's some ammo for you. Uh, you know, like he he is the he was the slowest player in Madden 2017, I believe. Uh, Are you so kidding? yeah, so that you can just say, Ramon, you were literally the slowest player on Madden. So yes, I'm using you know that. he'll probably he'll one. probably say something like, "Oh, well, at least I was on Madden." But it's like, okay, <laughs> but do you really want to be the slowest person? Like, I'd rather not be in Madden than be the slowest one. I
1: no. think he had a high awareness rating though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, yeah
0: there you go. Yeah. And he'll probably bring that up.
1: Oh, well, hundred percent He knows his, he you knows know? his awareness rating. There's nobody. Knows who it it.
0: I've got to say though, have you guys ever you guys are very familiar with the South? Obviously, you know, I come from the Northwest originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I everybody I run into you guys that's somewhat of a sports fan knows Ramon. I'm like how does everybody know this offensive lineman? Like I know, he yeah. plays balls. I know he played, but it's like everybody like knows Ramon. Yeah. So I,
2: like, I think it's, I think it's the ball's background mostly. Probably. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the
2: uh,
1: he's a big name. Ramon Foster is a strong name too. That carries some weight. So
2: yeah. Well, and he's big in Pittsburgh too. Cause oh, yeah. I have, I have family in Pittsburgh and obviously his years with the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, th- they all know Ramon up there. When he got the job I- in Nashville at the Zone, he uh, like people were like hitting me up. It was like, "Oh, hey, I heard, I heard Ramon's gonna be working in Nashville now." And I was like, "Yes."
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Taylor, it's a pretty interesting week to start for you because the Titans are coming off this big win against the Colts. I mean, after an 0-2 start, it was gloom and doom for the Tennessee Titans. They've turned it around and. I think that this win is a little sweeter for Titans fans after all of the noise about Derrick Henry being over the hill. It's the Colts division. Uh, There there are people saying that the Jags are going to win this division right now. Nobody wants to talk about the Titans. What were your takeaways from the game? I I, I thought the Titans, you know, put together another great first half, but, The second half, they just, (laughs) they survive in the second half. They just don't die. That's, that's like, that's the team's goal. Just don't lose the game in the the second half.
2: The Titans have been playing how your days will go, Kayla. They start off great and a lot of energy. And then by the end, by the end, you just crash. And you just like, you're just a zombie sleepwalking through the rest of the day.
0: It is you know what? I'm going to use that now as an analogy. <laughs> I'm just going to keep that in my in the back of my head. But then I'm going to give my and then I'm going to say, "You know what, though, Kayla?" As much as you have ragged on the Titans for for not doing anything in the second half, you better not be that type of player. You better, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You right get right. to that yoga <laughs> class and you better sweat your butt off. Right. And you better not like, you know, go to bed and and take a nap. I, I can't have that. I cannot have that mentality, guys. Yeah.
2: Do not let Todd Downing dictate your itinerary no. for the second half of the day. <laughs>
0: exactly. No, but you're you're exactly right. It's been one of those um really weird things that I think everybody who either covers the Titans or is a fan of the Titans is scratching their head and saying, why in the world can this team not do um, anything in the second half? Because they haven't scored in three games in the second half. The only game they scored in the second half was that first game against the Giants. Um, And then on the other side of things, I believe they're like the top scoring team in the first half in the league. Um, or one of the best teams in terms of scoring in the first half, then they're at the bottom, clearly in the second half. So I give them a lot of credit for the game plan because they stuck to it, right? You go up to Indianapolis. They have pretty much owned the, the Colts in the last few years, which is a big turnaround from when I came here five years ago. It was the complete opposite story. So they could, you know, at any point, it could switch back the other way. But I give them credit for going up there, having their game plan, sticking to it. I think Derrick Henry, as much as he's never going to say it, you guys, uh, I think he was super jacked to play in that game because of all the hype Jonathan Taylor got in the off season, all the kind of dissing that Derrick Henry is getting. He took it upon himself to go out there and handle business. And that's just what he did with his first um, 100-yard rushing game of the season. But I'm not going to take any way from the win, but I am gonna say at what point at what point do you have to fix the second half issues and, and what do you have to, to do to do it? Because it doesn't look like Brabel wanted to talk about it at all, especially after the game, but we're gonna bring those questions to him this week because at some point the players or coach have to have an answer. Uh, I don't know what that is right now, but if they don't continue to try to pick it up in the second half coming off the bye week, especially uh, they're not going to be winning games.
1: It was frustrating to see the defense perform so well. Danico Autry, he's got that dog in him. Unfortunately, yeah. it's the Mississippi state bulldogs. He's <laughs> um, that's, a, that's an old miss guy for you. But, right? but Autry Simmons, the pass rush looks good. And I know that Matt Ryan, Kind of just folds like a lawn chair whenever you get within an arm's reach of them, but uh, it, it was just fro- so frustrating to see the defense, you know, you know, create these turnovers, put pressure on Ryan, and he was uncomfortable all day long, and, and you know, stop Jonathan Taylor just for the offense to go three and out the entire yeah. second half. I think they had two first downs, but
0: yeah, and it's 16 in the first half.
1: Oh, it's it's insane. I just I don't know what's going wrong because you know it, they score on every opening drive that they have. It's clockwork, Kayla. But I do think you made a good point. They stuck to the game plan. It's defense and running the football. Mm -hmm. And the Titans play better with a lead than just about anybody in in the entire league. But where do you see this defense finishing up this season? Because for all the good that goes on up front, that back end is still really shaky.
0: I know. And it's it's concerning a bit to me um, for the sheer fact that you mentioned the secondary, just the injuries there, guys. And this isn't really anything new. I mean, look at last year. Look at all the the transactions that happened last year. I feel like it's it's happening again this year early on where, where you know, you've got guys going down. You're going to have to sign guys off the street um, to step up. And then you've got the whole thing with Caleb Farley. I don't really know if they know what they have in Caleb Farley. Um But they should, because he's a first round draft pick. And at this point, he should be back there. At least, you know, you know, we're looking at him saying, oh, he's making strides of improvement, right? Instead, we're still kind of scratching our head and saying, is he even going to be in that role uh, in, you know, two years or whatever it might be? Because you've got a guy, not this past game, but the game before that came in and played above him. Um, I think getting Elijah Molden back is going to be big if, if that's going to happen. I don't think it'll happen this week, but he is eligible to come off the pup. Um, uh, let's see, who are who else do we got back there that's injured right now? I mean, Christian Fulton is dealing with injuries all the time. I think he played a great game, uh, but you just don't know when he's going to miss a game or not. And Roger McCreary has been solid. Look, for being a rookie, you're getting a lot out of him. Um, and so I've been encouraged in that aspect of things and it's just the injury bug guys and and i think that that's really what's plagued this team and you never have that full consistency especially in that secondary so you're just going to hope and pray that they continue um, to get guys back healthy
2: Traylon, speaking of injuries Traylon burks uh like went down on sunday and the way he went down it was like oh gosh he he's he's gonna be he could be lost for the season just by the way like it looked and then it comes out that it's only turf toe. It's like, right. okay, wait a minute. Does this, It, it in, in a way, it, it had that feeling of Tua uh butchered that name.
0: <laughs> Tua Tungvaluola.
2: Thank you. That's the, that's that's the, that's the difference between a pro and a podcaster. A and it felt like Tua falling to the ground and then, and the dolphins being like, yeah, it's just a back injury. <laughs> right. I, am I crazy for thinking like, the Traylon Burks injury like has to be more than a turf toe, right? Or at least severe turf toe to where he's going to be out like an extended amount of time.
0: So here's what I'm wondering. And yeah, the whole Tua thing. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Right. You walk up and you can barely, you're like going like this. It doesn't take a genius to figure (laughs) out that the guy has a concussion. Right.
2: Well, or back injury, one of the, or, or, or yeah, sorry, back, back
0: <laughs> injury, that's right. Cause then he, you know, in my eyes wouldn't have probably been able to get up, but anyway, um, I was thinking when that happened, we all thought ankle injury. We all thought something, right. a high ankle sprint. We just, we thought that was going to be the case. Cause he got up and, and was like limping on one. Yeah. Leg. He and he,
2: he was limping the play before that too. Like he was he like, from the huddle lining up, I think he was lined up in the slot. He yeah. he was like kind of limping to his spot. And I was like, Oh, this isn't good. And then sure enough, right after the next play, he just laid on the turf.
0: He laid on the turf. So here's what I'm thinking, you guys. Because remember all the stuff that we talked about with Traylon throughout, you know, even training camp. He he had some things where he went out and, and wasn't at, at camp the rest of the day. Oh, you think I it's wondered, asthma? I, you, no, not asthma. <laughs> it's asthma. It's a severe case. It's a severe case guys. It's a, yeah, it's, that's it, all it was.
2: It, it's not even his foot. He was just limping just to it, make it seem like it was not the asthma flare up.
0: It is that time of year, the allergies. It is, stuff it um, I think maybe he was dealing with a little bit of turf toe guys and maybe he, because it was in Indianapolis on that turf specifically, I know there's been Injuries year after year, including Derrick Henry last Derek, year. yeah. You know, I'm wondering if it just re-triggered everything, and he, you know, he stubbed it hard, and and it, it made it worse. I I don't think he'll be back for a couple of weeks at least. But they got the bye week after Washington. They,
2: yes, and that's where the early season uh, bye week comes into hand as well. And like when you have these early season injuries, it buys them yeah. more time, which is which I is know. nice.
0: Of course, they do.
1: It, it turf toe is it's, it's a mysterious injury right because it doesn't sound bad but it also ended the career of deon sanders and a handful of other guys so
2: eddie george used to struggle with it all the time absolutely. like he used to miss an extended amount of time because of turf toe
1: yeah, it, yeah. It,
0: it, it's, it, it's, you got to get surgery sometimes right i think Dion had to get surgery his whole it, it was screwed up i guess
1: oh yeah but, i mean I, I don't necessarily know you know the intricacies of turf toe but for explosive players like Traylon burks who I thought looked pretty good on in his two catches. I thought his hands looked as good as they ever ever had this season. Absolutely. Um that's going to be a big loss for the Titans, but it does get NWI back into his wide receiver 2 role.
0: Oh, and <laughs> I, uh, know it.
1: <laughs> I NWI don't know.
0: Is back, baby.
2: Uh yeah, an uncle of this podcast NWI. We should we should a two-time uncle of this podcast.
0: And also remember when I came on the show? And, okay, so before I came on your show, I did a two-minute drill with him last year, and he pronounced his last name at the time, mm-hmm. Akina. Mm-hmm. Then he went on you all show, yeah. changed it to Akina. Mm-hmm. And I guess that is now what he stuck with, like you guys said but i'm like how did you not figure out your last name before this like
2: it's it's a it's very much a rihanna rihanna situation where there are multiple videos on the internet of rihanna pronouncing her name rihanna and it's like but then also her pronouncing her name rihanna so it's (laughs) it's the people that have the hard pronounced names they keep going back and forth it's a uh um, Tyrod Taylor situation okay. When he came out and was like I want to go by Tyrod but earlier he was referring To himself as Tyrod so it's like Guys if you have a hard to pronounce Name you, you 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 figure out how to Pronounce it or how you want it pronounced and you Stick with it and just let us And we will, we will roll with that but you or, can't Keep flip
1: flopping or no. you could just Change it to your middle name like Darius Shaquille Leonard did
0: Boom, <laughs> yes. There you go Broken nose,
2: Darius Leonard. He broke his uh broke his nose on Sunday along with his concussion. My man got banged up.
0: Got banged up.
2: Bad things happen to him when he plays Derrick Henry. That's all I'm going to say. He
0: doesn't want to play anymore. He's going to just be like, I'm not playing in those games, Derrick Place. He's like, count me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he
1: does take some big shots in these games.
0: I know that guy. Yeah, he's just a beast of a man too. God
1: love him. You know. Before you get out of here, Kayla. What are a couple things you're looking for in this next week against the Commanders? They go on the road, they're favorites. I know the Titans like the underdog role, but nobody's underdogs against the Commanders. (laughs) Yeah, no. You know, you got the bye week looming in the background. It could be a little trap game situation. What are you looking for out of the Titans this week?
0: Look, if I were in that locker room this week, I'm sorry, A.J. Brown, but there ain't no fun being had. Mm-hmm. All right. A.J. Brown, you know, you, you all heard what he said. There's no fun to be had with the Titans. But uh, I have to say this week, it's all about business. Like you have got to have that mentality that we're going to work and we're, we're going into Washington. We're not just going to win like we're going to bury the commanders. Right. I, I don't want any of this. OK, let's you know put points up in that first half and then let's play conservative in the second half if I were Mike Vrabel going into the bye week I would say we're going to go out there and put in a full performance Um, I want to see them torture Carson Wentz I want it to be more nightmares from what got left off in Indianapolis last year I want them to make (laughs) his life miserable in this game as well and I think for really the offense to, to, to be able to do something, it doesn't have to be putting up 23 points or whatever it may be in the second half, but I would like to see something out of that team in the second half. Um, whether it be, you know, a field, field, field goals or, or a touchdown, just something to.
2: Well, wait, let, let's start small first yeah. down. Let's get a first, first down thing. in the second <laughs> half.
0: First down, right. Let's just get a first down. Cause like you said, I think it was like 16 in the first half two or three in the second half and that's ridiculous so that's a great point um let's just start with that but yeah i just think having that mentality all week you cannot play down to this washington commanders team because on paper it might not be the better team but we know how the titans play down to teams it just it can't happen you cannot go into the bye week losing to the commanders period
2: if aj brown is asked about the morning show on the zone is he also going to say there's no fun to be had
0: AJ, if AJ want, I'll tell you this, AJ, if you want to come on the morning show, um, you know, feel free to come on the morning show. I I, look, I know I want to have fun too. I totally get it. You're young and you know what? You're able to do that now in Philly, but just leave the Titans out of it. Just leave
2: them out of it. My man, my man loves talking about the Titans more than Titans fans like talking about the Titans. We're a Titans podcast. And somehow AJ Brown talks about (laughs) the Titans more than us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he does. And look, I have nothing about respect for AJ because I always loved covering him. But, man, you're in Philly now. Do your thing in Philly. The Titans are, you know, a team you'll always say you were a part of. But, you know, unfortunately, I don't keep comparing myself to last stations. I just kind of yeah. got moved There forward, you go. right? There That's you go. I, I like that. That's how I look at it, folks. That's right.
2: That's right. Yeah, you're not going to be subtweeting WKRN uh, after, you know, starting with the zone. Kayla, last thing before I get you out of here. I mean, probably the biggest news in the sports world. The Seattle Mariners have broken the longest playoff drought in all major sports. All major sports, the Mariners had the longest playoff drought. First time since 2001, in that, that 116 win season with each hero on, on the team. The Mariners are going back to the postseason. Where are you at mentally?
0: I'm not mentally stable. Um, <laughs> 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 Um I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. It, it It is hard being a Mariners fan and being away like on this side of the country. Oh. Because you're talking about like trying to keep up with the Mariners. Thank goodness. I have good friends over there still and broadcasting friends that keep me posted on Twitter as well. But you guys in 2001, can you guess and you better not age me, but I do want you to guess. Can you guess where I was in terms of school?
2: uh college i'll say college i'll say early college
0: okay i was a senior or i was a junior in high school no i was a senior in high school
2: senior in high school in 2001 yeah okay all right kayla yeah you're not aged at all if anything well maybe compared to to jack compared to jack because we're all (laughs) we're all older than jack
0: that's true, well, yeah. Kayla. You're okay. only
2: you're only a couple years ahead of me. Then in See, that case, there you so, go. I, I yeah.
0: just I like to stay at the age of twenty seven, so I'm stuck in that age range for some reason. Well, I'll tell you that what,
2: with your
1: kindergarten with... year, by the way, in two thousand one, you what? That was my kindergarten year. Okay, oh, Jack. We didn't need that, <laughs> Jack. We didn't need that, dude.
0: So I can be you're... your mom pretty much.
1: Yeah, you're a monster,
2: Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I, Kayla, I'll say this with this with the uh, the the skincare routines are working because. You, you do. You keep that 27 look Thanks, alive, guys. alive you know, and well.
0: Anytime y'all need skin tips, I'm telling you, even well, if I'm on the radio, I'm going to do my skin tear routines.
2: I was going to ask is, are, are you going to still keep it up? Even though, you know, technically it's radio. You don't have to every every right. day, but, but you're still going to keep up the, you know, the, all everything, the, the moisturizing, yeah. the, 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 the skin care is going to stay well-maintained.
0: It really is. It's if anything, okay. I, I've got to challenge myself even more since I won't be looking at, you know, TV things of me. I'll have See, to put it up. I'll what it
2: other up. what other member of the media can give you hot sports takes and skincare <laughs> tips all in one place? I'll tell you what, Ra- Ramon can't. That's for sure. No,
0: he can't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even try.
2: Kayla, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations. Good luck with the with the new show. We we cannot wait to hear you every morning. And yeah, thank you so much. We 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 were so jacked for you to start this new venture.
0: You guys are always the best. I seriously have so much fun when I come on here and I appreciate it. So hopefully I do y'all proud um and everybody out there who's gonna tune in and listen on uh ramon kayla and will in the morning there are no flags on the field it's a miracle tennessee has pulled a miracle
2: jack uh before we get to uh remember the titan and uh our you know our our real quick preview of uh titans versus the command skins football team (laughs) do you have to point out that uh you know former rumored to be titans quarterback Tom Brady ever heard of him he plays he's the quarterback for the Bucks. he and his wife Giselle have hired according to sources divorce attorneys wow I can't imagine they're having many candlelit dinners with that news surrounding them I can't imagine like that's like a good thing for a relationship when you're hiring divorce attorneys right
1: yeah that's probably pretty bad um The Titans and A.J. Brown could have hired divorced attorneys. I
2: wish the Titans and A.J. Brown would have hired divorce attorneys and make things more civil on the way.
1: I'll be honest, Austin. I didn't see this day coming. I'm not going to lie. This is a tragic day for Tampa Bay. And, I mean, that kind of explains Tom Brady's struggles throughout this season, right? He's looked pretty rough. And that Bucs offense is not humming whatsoever. So it's it's a tough break for Tom Brady, but I will say.
2: Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, a bad place for uh, to keep a marriage – you know, strong, right? I mean, just ask Hugh Freeze.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But look, it's being Tom Brady is going to be pretty awesome when when he's single for the first time. I know you want to come home to your smoking hot model wife who's from Brazil and you've got a family with her, but Tom Brady's going to be just fine out there.
2: You know, no, no, you know what? I'm i have to disagree. I'm have to disagree there because uh, when you're Tom Brady's age, which I don't know if you know this or not, 45 years old. God, not a old. lot of people not a lot of people are are talking about it, but he's a 45 year old man, okay? When you're that old, you get to a, a point in life which Jack, let me let me let me let me teach you a little something about aging gracefully as I have done so. As you get older, you, you, there comes a time in your life where you're like the single life is you're so far removed from it. You don't want to go back to it because you get perspective. Now, sure. Very early on, you're like, man, it would be so great to be single again. When you're, you know, when you're in a relationship or when you're newly married, you're like, man, it was so much fun when I was single, I didn't have any worries, I didn't have to check in with a wife or anything like that. You know, like it was just me living my own life. But then as you get older, you start to realize, oh man, there's so much you get you get more life experience and you get more perspective. And you realize that. Yeah, getting being single, just yeah, it's not great to me. I equate it to, uh, getting a new cable package. Have you ever gotten a new like? Have you ever switched from like Xfinity to like maybe AT and Verse oh, yeah, or something no, like
1: that? I went from uh, YouTube TV to Direct TV Stream. Okay, I mean, it's definitely a switch where you got to get acclimated and you
2: have to you have to relearn the channels. You have to relearn a brand new remote. You know, you have to just there's so much change. And like that's similar to like being single again. It's like you when when you're single again, you don't want to meet someone and have to like get to know about their past and learn their whole life story again. Like that's just so much work. It's so much time and it's it's, you just don't want to do it. That's where I, I feel like Tom Brady, like he's not looking forward to being single again. He's tired. He's old. He's got two kids. When you factor kids into it, that, that only expediates the whole process of not looking forward to being single again. To me, Tom Brady, if anything, this is only going to get him more involved with his, like once this de- you know, there's divorce happens, which it's looking like it's going to once it happens and it's moved out of the way, he's only going to be more in love with his work wife right now. And that is the game of football. That is the Duke that, that, that pigskin with the NFL branding on it. He is just going to be more in love with it. And he is going to be more like focused if that's even possible. But yeah, I, I just feel like he's not. Yes. In theory. Tom Brady as a single man could do some damage a night out on the town. But to me, he's to the age where he's like, yeah, I don't want to be single.
1: There Uh, are many uh, nights, late nights out on the town for Tom Brady, really. Um, Well, late night
2: for him at his age is like, you know, 6 p.m. A nice bowl of soup after after watching Matlock and then settling down uh, Uh, after after Wheel of Fortune.
1: There is one person that's going to come out of this a massive winner. And that is Pete Davidson cuz there, there's almost no doubt. <laughs> if Pete Davidson goes for Giselle are, at some
2: point. You know, we Ben MGM, a friend of this podcast, are we are we did, have they oh, set the line is is Pete Davidson the front runner, the that odds on favorite to land with Giselle?
1: I don't know what Pete Davidson does or has, but I'm sure it's a lot. Well, but I'll tell you what he
2: has. It's a very large member.
1: Yeah, well that's that, that's the rumor. But isn't it isn't it fascinating that Tom Brady literally threw his entire family away just to prove Adam Schefter wrong? The NFC, uh, he's he's like, oh yeah, look, I I know our marriage is on the rocks, but man, the NFC is really weak this year. I think we got a shot. I'm gonna go back and try it. I that's it's 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 Tom Brady to a T. I mean, that's exactly who Tom Brady is. He's ultra competitive in that way. But yeah, sure. It's, look, look, it's it's a tough day, and. I, Really, only Leo Leonardo DiCaprio has perfected the single life as like an ultra famous person, where he just has a rotation of like twenty one year old girls. That-
2: yeah, yeah. Everything I said about getting older and being single,
1: that does not Leonardo have-
2: DiCaprio is the is the antithesis of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I, I hate to see it, to be honest. Uh, I, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, I do respect him
2: right um, right you never you never wish for player. someone's personal life to you know as as much as you hate someone on the football field and trust me i hate tom brady probably more than anyone and um uh, but you never root for bad personal life stuff it, like it you, was a power
1: couple there's no doubt yeah uh
2: although i would be okay if patrick mahomes uh in his fight no i'm kidding guys i'm kidding all right <laughs> it's a joke
1: he already kicked she's, Jackson Mahomes out of the family, so I mean, she's she's next on the chopping block. Yeah, look, it,
2: G- Giselle will yell at you saying that her husband cannot effing catch the ball and throw the ball at the same time. Uh but at least she does not spray champagne on innocent fans below her skybox. Uh G- <laughs> Jack, you've got Pete Davidson for being uh the next Miss Mr. Giselle Bunchen. Yes. I am going to I'm going to put my money with Zach Wilson. I think he is, uh, he sees a 42-year-old <laughs> mom on the market, and he's going to be, man, he's licking his chops already. If he you does, thought he had swagger indeed. in that game against the Steelers, just wait till I z- see how he plays this Sunday.
1: He does indeed have that dog in him. So we'll yeah. see. Zach Wilson, Pete Davidson, I think those are two great picks. One of us is going to get it right.
2: One of us will. its, it's Yeah, it's, one, it's either or. It's not if.
1: It's either or.
2: Jack, uh, let's get to remember the Titan. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
1: I'll go first because... This is a guy that nobody's ever heard of, and uh, you can't possibly have a more irrelevant Remember the Titan than I do. So, here's what we're going to do. This week, we're going to talk about Dominique Jamar Edison, who... No! No way! Wait, hang on! Hang on! Did you... This is the first time?
2: Okay. Jack. Okay. Jack and I do this segment every single week. And every single week we don't tell each other who we're doing as I remember the Titan. We go into it as a surprise. And Jack, I'm not joking you. When you said Dominique, I was like, Oh, my, my, mine, mine's also named Dominique. And <laughs> when you went, I no joke, the exact same player. He, and he, this is a obscure remember the Titan too. So this is even more rare. It's not like we both picked like, you know, uh, you know uh Aaron Kinney you know like no this is Dominique Edison that
1: (laughs) this has never happened before
2: out of Stephen F. Austin Jack let's just tag team this let's both let's do it let's do Dominique Jamar Edison together
1: okay I'll start off the Titans picked Dominique Edison with a 206 overall pick that's the sixth round of the 2009 draft he was drafted to play receiver And like Austin said, he's from Stephen F. Austin. Uh Uh, That's where he went to college, at least. Which we should have. We
2: we both should have chosen him last week after Stephen F. Austin beat a team called Warner 98 to nothing. Uh, Not this past weekend, but the weekend before. So his alma mater doing pretty well in football, even though they did lose to... uh, uh, oh no! Wait, no, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of uh, Abilene Christian. Never mind, Stephen F. Austin. But yeah, beat Warner ninety-eight to nothing. So, uh, so shout out to Dominique Edison's alma mater.
1: And he ran a four three two in the combine. That was back in the day where, uh, or excuse me, he ran a four three two in college at Stephen F. Austin. It's a school record. That was back in the day where the Titans were always drafting like the fastest guy in the combine late in the draft. They're like, oh, yeah, this guy had a good time. We'll draft him. We'll waste a pick on that guy that never works out. But that's what the Titans did with Dominique Edison. He only played in five games with the Titans. Played the the 2009 season with them, and they released him in 2010. He then signed with the Seahawks, spent some time with the Cowboys, the Texans, the Panthers, went to the CFL. Didn't really work out with the Edmonton Eskimos. But Austin, he's had a pretty interesting personal life. I mean, Uh, high school.
2: Yeah. In high school. That's right. He out of, you know, he went, he's from San Augustine, Texas. This man was teammates. He, no, no, sorry. He won state along with his teammate. Washington Re- Redskins slash commander slash football team quarterback Colt McCoy. Oh, now,
1: oh I got to interrupt. He, he beat Colt McCoy in the state. Championship. Oh,
2: Oh, excuse me. I'm Is not doing a good Cole? job of reading. This it's a good thing that we're tag teaming this. Uh, yeah, he beat uh as he got his football team to a state championship against current uh uh quarterback. Uh Well, it says current Washington Redskins quarterback. Everything about that sentence is so wrong because one, they're not the Redskins. Two, is Colt McCoy still with the Redskins or the Command skins? Okay. No, he's with the Cardinals
1: Redskins football team. Yeah, I think he actually just got like reactivated yeah, he, off IR or pup or something. Yeah, uh, he I he got that for, Bleacher he, Report notification
2: he plays for the Cardinals, okay? So so much about that was wrong. And um so I I I'll, that although that would have been very fitting with this week against the the Titans playing the the Commanders. And um and then he also played uh he was named to the first team Golden Triangle squad, which that just sounds like <laughs> like a badass like gang in high school. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It sounds like like the three coolest kids in the band like formed that group. Or something. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, right. Hey, 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 Darius, you are you are you a member of the Golden Triangle Squad?
1: And he's like, oh, I don't know,
2: guys, I don't know if my mom will let me. Oh, you got to check with mommy, huh?
1: <laughs> the Golden Triangle Squad threw the best parties in high school. Everyone knew it.
2: <laughs> but yeah, they they were the coolest gang within the band.
1: The yeah. I don't really know. It doesn't really go on to say what exactly this golden triangle squad is, but he was first team. First team, well,
2: gold triangle squad. You know, you got to give him credit for that. Even though we don't know what we're giving him credit for, we still got to give him the credit.
1: Yeah. And he ran track and field in college or, or, yeah, in high school and college. I believe in college. Look, we're all over the place with Dominique Edison. He yeah. played five games with the Titans. We're, yeah. we're trying to do him justice, and now we may be stumbling over a couple. Yeah,
2: so sorry we're not covering Dominique Jamar Edison as well as we could be, but uh, Jack and I are a little rattled right now because this is the first time in over a 100 and uh how many episodes? 135 episodes that we have both somehow picked The same remember the Titan. And it's not, again, it's, this isn't a, oh, oh, we both chose Lance Schulters. No, this is Dominique Jamar Edison. Okay. Freaking, we could have picked Thomas Edison and it would have made more (laughs) sense. And picking Dominique Jamar, I can't, so,
1: I really can't believe it. This is it, this it, is the first,
2: this is history in the making with the Titan Up podcast. You guys were here to witness it yourself. Uh, Jack, the Titans have a uh, game against the Command Skins this, this weekend. This, I think, we can all agree that this is the Titans are losing this game, right? This is the game where it's the, the most winnable game on their early schedule. This is the Jets and did, Texans of they, last year. They got out I just, of the
1: way with the Giants, though. I, they, I uh, well, the we Giants are pass.
2: better than we expected. You know, the Giants are the Cardinals of last year, where it's like, well, oh, well, they're. The they're,
1: are no good. they're three and one, but they played nobody. They, no, they're, but man, they're be- they don't play an SEC schedule, Paul.
2: Okay, Paul, Paul. No, I think that I, I, the giants are better than what we should have expected. I'm just expecting this. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going into this game, expecting the Titans to lay one of their, their notorious eggs uh, this, this week, this is going to be. Because I, and and it's really going to fire up the fan base. We're all going to be pissed. We're going to be we're going to be angry, and it's going to be we're going to have so much to talk about that next week.
1: Do you? I, I'll give you points if you can name one of these players. Do you know who the two starting quarterbacks were the last time the Titans and Command Skin's football team faced each other? I'm going to say Alex Smith. Okay, and oh, I don't know to Rod Taylor. Well, neither of those guys played for the Titans. Oh, you got to pick a Titans quarterback too.
2: Oh, oh, oh! Who the quarterback was for the Titans and who
1: well, the quarter uh, at the, the last time these two teams played? Who were the star oh? Players?
2: I okay. Um, I'll say I'll say Alex Smith and um. I'll oh, Marcus. No, I'll say Hassel. No Hasselbeck. I'm trying to think who the quarterback was right before Marcus Mariota. I guess I'll say I'll say Matt Hasselbeck.
1: Josh Johnson and Blaine Gabbert. No. I was at that game. And if if you remember, that was the game Malcolm Butler had that pick six at the end of the game to seal it. It was an electric atmosphere of probably 45,000 fans because nobody wanted to go to that. Deal. That was a
2: game they almost lost. It was later in the year, right?
1: Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Blaine Gabbard. Ugh.
2: I, I It makes me sick.
1: But hey, um, look, before we get out of here. Yeah. I, I I've got some news. The Tighten Up podcast has been nominated for the SoBros Network Best Nashville Sports Podcast Award. We're going to need our very rabid fan base slash listener group um, to support us here. I don't know really how this award's decided. Last year, we came home with some hardware after um, endlessly pestering Stoney Keeley, who runs the SoBros network, about giving us an award because we weren't nominated for this award last year. And by throwing a fit, we ended up getting the best national sports podcast to not be nominated for the best national sports podcast award. They
2: made us our own category. They made us our own category, which we swept, by the way, and came away with an award because because and Jack, I'm just going to say it because of the Tuppers, because the Tuppers raised hell. We put it out there. We said, look tweet at SoBros network and tell them why we should be nom. Like we should be the winners of this, uh, you know, this category that we weren't even nominated for. And SoBros got that heard from all of you Tuppers and went to the trouble of making an own category and making us our own trophy that we ultimately won in said category, all because the (laughs) Tuppers came through. You Tuppers are seriously are, are are amazing. That's why I say it at the end of every episode where you guys are the best listeners in podcast history, because you guys go to work for this podcast and we respect it. We have built a community and it is, we are, we are one. And now we're calling on you again.
1: That's not the end of it because we're going to need your help to win. We're going up against a handful of podcasts, but we know for sure one of them is F words pod, who is trying to get back in the good graces of Titans fans and Titans listeners all around the country by bringing back Mike Herndon? Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, that, dr- that that druggy Mike Herndon? Yeah.
1: He, do they not know his history with the cartel? So if any of you guys have any dirt, if y'all want to go back, because I know they've been around long enough, to like maybe 2017 where they had like a Derrick Henry as a bus take. Yeah. We need all the dirt we can on these
2: guys. Right. We need to know the
1: skeletons in their closets
2: f-words pod going back to mike herndon is like ruth going back to the casey mob you know <laughs> nice yeah where my ozark fans at that that is it's it's kind of a you know it's like wow wow you really had to stoop to that level but you know us we f-words pod we hate them with all of our heart uh, not all of our heart but most of it i'd say 98 percent of our heart we the hate other two
1: percent we used to hate aj brown
2: yeah and buck uh yeah one percent goes to aj brown one percent goes to buck uh remember four and a half stars to the Titan up podcast 0. 0.5 stars goes to buck and um but but keep we we will need your help not sure when uh whenever voting happens we will let you know but we will need your your, your help to rally the troops no one circles the wagons like the tuppers and we need uh we need that that we need we need the full strength of the Tuppers to to pull away with this against our bitter rival. Yeah,
1: I'll go ahead and say it. This is the gonna, reigning um,
2: champion of this of this category, F
1: Works yeah, Pod. Defending champs. And I'll go ahead and say it. This is this is gonna be an ugly campaign. I'm gonna get real dirty. There's gonna be a lot of mud slinging out there on Twitter. Damn. And I, I I hope we get the support that I know we can from our very loyal and awesome listeners. Well, there you have it. We
2: will keep you posted on what to do and where we uh what we will need from you.
1: F words hate that. month, I think. I, I think that's what it is.
2: Yeah, but F-words, but make sure
0: you're
2: F words hate, hate month. I'm all for it. You know, it is it is Command Skins football team uh hate week, but I'll I'll go with an F words uh pod hate month. And uh so if, if you want to stay in the know as to what we what we'll need. Follow us on the socials at tighten up pod on Twitter at tighten up podcast on Instagram. We will continue to keep you updated on all things there. And uh, you can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack a Gentry. Follow myself on Twitter at Austin Huff. We also tweet about the podcast and, and updates and things like that on, on our personal accounts as well. So just follow the whole, the whole thing. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you so much. You've, you've made this podcast into something special, something that Jack and I, absolutely love doing every single week and uh we we have our own community and we love it. We appreciate those of you who get the show cuz look, this show isn't for everyone, but those of you that it is for, we love you guys and we respect you guys and we appreciate your sense of humor and your ability to talk about the Titans in the way that we talk about the Titans. And uh if you like what we do, you're going to love A to Z Sports. So follow A to Z Sports on all things social as well. But Jack, you got anything for the road?
1: That's about it. Um, Titans are, are are putting it together. Uh, you got a win going into the bye week. So uh, I'm really hoping that the Titans head into this bye week three and two because I think everybody before the season would have taken that. And yeah. considering where they started two weeks into it, they've got a real shot at it. So this is a tricky one, but got to get the win this week. And we're going to have a lot of fun next week if that happens. If not, we'll have a lot of fun anyway. So We'll see you if you're
2: going to the game just make sure to not stand under any pipes okay
1: and definitely don't reach over the guardrails close to the tunnel because it will collapse
2: yes <laughs> with all that said until next week tighten up they used
1: to be the oilers a long long time ago when they played in the houston astrodome they've gone through Started six and those oh, since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo, and they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans They'll keep on fighting all the way They're the Tennessee Titans They're
0: the Tennessee Titans